Okay, so here we have a glass of ice. Now I just got this ice right out of the ice maker. I want you to imagine that you are one of these ice cubes, okay? Fresh from the ice maker. What we have here is a simple pitcher of lukewarm water, very room temperature water. Okay, all I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pour that right there into the ice. Okay, we're gonna pour this pitcher of water into the ice, let it all mix in there good. Now, sometimes in life it feels like we're going through a storm, like we're getting all kind of jacked up and things are going crazy around us. So we're gonna shake this up a little bit and then we're gonna set it down. And at the end of tonight's service, we're gonna see what it looks like. I have a question for you guys. I think there are two ways of getting into the shower. Now, there's a point to this, I promise. There's, there's two ways to get into the shower with the water hot. Some people, the thing where you like, you reach in and you turn on the hot water, but you stay out of the shower and you let it get hot and then you get in after it's hot, okay? Or there's the other way, which is the way I do it, which is you get in and you turn on the water and you get it pretty close to where you think it's going to be right and then you stick your toe in there or maybe a hand like you stick your toe in. And if it feels good there, then you pull the little thing to get it to come through the thing and then you back up against the back of the shower like that, right? Anybody else do that or is that just me? That's just me? Okay, that's fair. You know, you back up against the shower, and then again, you stick the toe out, you try and figure, okay, is it, is it good? Can I, can I get into it? And then you pull the thing. So, so I, was, I was in the shower one day, doing the second thing. I was up against the back of the shower. I was in the shower, and, uh, and I stuck my toe out to see if it had got hot yet. Like, okay, I was doing this thing. I'm like, okay, is it hot yet? And I'm like, okay, it still feels cold on my feet. And that was weird, because I had been in it plenty long enough for it to get hot. I knew it should have been hot by that point. But it wasn't hot yet. And so I was like, okay, so that didn't feel good, but I'm going to stick my hand, because you don't want that cold shower. Like, that's the worst. So I stuck my hand out about here, about waist level, and I was like, okay, that's a little warmer. That's better. And so then I scooched for a little bit, and I reached up right by the shower head, and it was nice and hot right up there, okay? It was good and hot right up there by the shower head. And it got me thinking about, about this story in Exodus, okay? We're going to be in Exodus tonight, chapter 33. The scriptures will be up there on the screen, or... You can follow along with version. There's a lot of stuff on version tonight, so I'd encourage you to follow along on there if you got it and you know how to do that. So do you know how to do that? You, you got it? Okay, yeah, so follow along on version there. There's a lot of stuff on it. So we're in Exodus 33. Now I, I'll give you guys a little setup. The Israelites just got done building the golden calf, right? They're at the base of Mount Sinai. They built the golden calf. They got in trouble. They got yelled at. And... Uh, and so they've destroyed the golden calf, but God's still kind of mad at him. He's not happy yet. The Ten Commandments have been shattered because Moses got ticked off when he saw the golden calf, and he broke the Ten Commandments, literally like the actual tablet that the Ten Commandments were carved on. So he broke the Ten Commandments, and he's, he's, so that's kind of where they are. The new ones haven't been made yet, and, and they're, it's kind of a bad place, okay? Starting in verse 7, it says, Now Moses used to take a tent and pitch it outside the camp some distance away, calling it the tent of meeting. Anyone inquiring of the Lord would go to the tent of meeting outside the camp. So that's where you went to talk to, to, talk to God. And whenever Moses went out to the tent, all the people rose and stood at the entrances to their tents, watching Moses until he entered the tent. As Moses went into the tent, a pillar of cloud would come down and stay at the entrance while the Lord spoke to Moses. Whenever the people saw the pillar of cloud standing at the entrance to the tent, they all stood and worshipped each at the entrance to their tent. Now I'm going to pause there for a second because this tells me the fact that all these people would stand. I can't sit down. The fact that all these people would, 
would stand up and watch as Moses would be in the tent of meeting, that tells me that this is pretty important, right? Like this is a big deal if millions, literally there were millions of Israelites at this point, and millions of these Israelites are standing and just watching Moses be in the tent. They can't actually see Moses. All they can see is the tent with the pillar of smoke on it, and they're like, okay, God's in there. He's talking to Moses, and, and that's what's going on. So Moses, this is a really big deal when you go out to the tent of meeting, and you have a, it's like a one-on-one conversation place with God. So that's what we got. And then moving on to verse 10. That was verse 10. Verse 11. The Lord would speak to Moses face-to-face as one speaks to a friend. Then Moses would return to the camp. But his young aide Joshua, the son of Nun, did not leave the tent. Now Joshua is the same Joshua we know from fighting the Battle of Jericho, and he's one of the 12 spies, and all this kind of stuff, right? Like Joshua is a big deal, but this is really early in the story of Joshua. We don't know a lot about Joshua. At this point, he's already had some military fights and stuff that we've seen him, but this is really one of the early mentions. It's one of the first handful or so of mentions of Joshua. And so he's still very young. He's just like Moses is young servant or assistant. He doesn't even really have much of a title. It says he's the aide, you know, which like, that's just kind of an assistant. So Joshua is not that important yet, but he knows that he's called to be a leader and he's in a position of leadership. So Joshua would stay in the tent all the time. Joshua just like never came out. Like he was always right there where God was. And, uh, And Moses would come in and come out. He had to lead the people more directly. Now both guys knew, both Joshua and Moses knew that being in the tent experiencing the presence of God was necessary for them to lead the people. Like they knew what they were called to do. They were called to lead the people, but they knew that being in there was necessary in order for them to lead well. They had to be, uh, you know, they had to spend time in God's presence, okay, because they knew that that was the source of their of their spiritual power. Like their leadership came from spending time in God's presence. And Joshua was still young. He was trying to spend as much. He didn't have to directly lead so much, so he spent even more time than Moses did in the tent because that's where the source of the power was. You know, they didn't want to get out of the presence of God because that was the source of their spiritual power. And I find that really interesting because because, you know, I was talking about the shower, you know, and, and the whole point of that little illustration was simply that the water is hotter near the source, right? In the shower, if you ever, like, check it out next time. You'll see what I'm talking about. Next time you're in the shower, you, you, you'll see. It's like down at the bottom, if you let the water get all the way to the floor before it hits you, it's like lukewarm, borderline cold. The closer you get to the shower head, the hotter it is, okay? Because the, the closer we are to the source, the closer we are to like it was originally. And in... in uh, Revelation, Jesus is talking to one of the churches. He's, he's revealing himself to John to write a letter to this church. And uh, in, verse, in chapter 3, verse 15, Jesus says to the church, I know your deeds that you are neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either one or the other. So because you are lukewarm, neither hot or cold, I'm about to spit you out of his mouth. Have you ever drank lukewarm water, like room temperature water? It's not real pleasant. You can get used to it. 
I drink a lot of room temperature water because it's good for the voice. It's good for the uh, it's good for the vocal cords and stuff. But it's not really pleasant, even if you're used to it. It's like, okay, that's kind of gross. And what's even worse is when it's just a little bit warmer than lukewarm. Like you leave it in the car. You leave a bottle of water in your car for a day and then try and drink it. It's not like hot, but it's not really even room temperature. It's just warm and it's gross and nasty. And you don't want to drink it. And that's what Jesus says. Jesus says, hey, listen, listen. If you're not hot or cold, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. He's like, if you're extreme, then I'm okay with that. But I don't deal well. Jesus said I don't deal well with middle of the road. And there's a, there's a band called Denver and the Mile High Orchestra. They're a Christian swing band. They're really entertaining. They're hysterical in live concert. But uh, they have a song called the Jesus Loogie Boogie. Jesus loogie boogie, like you hawk up a loogie, spit it out. Yeah, and that's, they're using this song. Is the, the chorus says, don't you be a Jesus loogie. Be so lukewarm, he'll spit you out of, his, out of his mouth. Be on fire for the Holy Spirit. Be so hot, he won't want to spit you out. And they're using this scripture in Revelation to write a swing song. It's really strange but, and funny and awesome. Uh, yes, Harley. Yes, did you call? Okay, yeah, I couldn't remember who went. I know not, not many people went, but I couldn't remember if you went. Yeah, we saw them at Crossroads a few years back, a few of us did, um, on a Sunday night. And they were really funny. They were great. And they're all like legit jazz musicians. They're stellar players, too. But, yeah, they have this song called the Jesus Loogie Boogie. And I, it's the only song of theirs I know, like, well enough to, to, to tell you about. Because it cracks me up because it's just a strange take on that verse, on this, this idea of getting spit out. But see, what Jesus is saying there, he's like, hey, you're not close enough to the source. If you were close to the source, you'd still be hot or you'd still be cold depending on what your source is. And so you're lukewarm. And I don't want that. Jesus says, I have no use for that. I have no use for lukewarm Christians. When was the last time? I want you to stop and kind of think to yourself a little bit. So when was the last time you felt spiritually lukewarm? You know, like where you're just you're not really excited about anything. You're just kind of blah all the time. Like you're tired, you're spiritually dry, you're lethargic. Like I think we've all had times of that. And, and you know, and, and when we get to those times, and, and some of you may be in that time right now where spiritually you're just kind of blah. You're not really anything. Okay? And so if that's the case, and when you get to those times, like the next time you get to, because we all have those periods, and I do too, but when we get to those times, we have to ask ourselves a couple questions, okay? Like, when was the last time you took in some scripture that didn't come from my message or Pastor Todd's message, or maybe if you follow the right people, something you saw on Facebook or Twitter? Like, when was the last time you got your Bible out, or you got your Bible app open or whatever, and you read the Word without having somebody tell you to do it or having somebody tell you what it all means. Like, you know, we get spiritually dry and we're not close to the source. The Word is the source. The Word is God's Word, of course. It's useful for teaching, preaching, rebuking, and righteousness. And, you know, and, and so the, the Scripture is really important. And when we get spiritually lethargic, we have to go back to the source. And that's the Bible. That's one of our sources. You know, we have to get, get into the Word and if you don't know where to start, you know, the book of John or the book of James are great places to start. James is a super easy read. It's like five chapters, and it's super practical. Like, you can take the book of James, and you can read it, and you can apply it to your life right now. The book of James is great. It's easy to apply. It's a great place. If you're not used to really studying the Word, read the book of James, study the book of James. You can take it really quickly, and, it, and it's great, okay? Or if you'd rather not just go through a section, there's all kinds of Bible plans, okay, on your U version, in there you've got all these links, okay? The first link that's in there is a link to a U version plan. 
called God Is. It's a 28-day reading plan, and it'll re- you can even set it up to remind you each day. You'll get the notification, hey, don't forget to read today, and you'll read a little bit. You'll get This one even has a, like a short music video at the beginning of each week. It's a four-week one, a couple of verses, and some discussion questions to get you thinking about it, and it's just all about knowing God and, and getting to know the character of God and how that affects our lives. The next one that I've got in there is called 30 Days of Heart Work. It's obviously a 30-day reading plan. It's a month long. You could start that in, we just started November. But, you know, um, you can start now. It'll get you through the beginning of December. And uh, it's all about heart transformation and social justice and, and compassion and those kind of things. And then there's one called Awakening, which is a 30-day one, which is just about living a life worthy of the calling that God has put inside of each one of us. And these are just three of the hundreds of Bible plans that are on version. Like, you can dig through there. I picked three that were about a month long because that's a good way to build a habit. You do something for a month, and it becomes a habit. And so that's why I picked those three in particular, and they were in the youth section. So like those I found in the youth section of version, and you can, you can and, and I've got links to those, so you can just click on that link, and it'll take you, and you can click start plan tonight, and you can read the first one tonight. Okay, so, you know, when was the last time you got to that source? And, and, and reading the Bible, if you've done it, and you're like, I've never really, I, I, I don't know. Okay, I'm reading, what do I, you know, it's just simple. You sit down and you pray right before you read. I always just sit down, and I kind of pause for a second. I say, okay, Lord, what do you want to teach me today? And it's that simple, and almost every time I'll read something, he'll be like, bam, that's what I wanted to teach you today. And I'm like, I see that now. I'm dumb. I didn't get that before. And I learn something all the time. You know, even scriptures I've read a bunch of times, you can always get something new to have it. So, you know, reading the Bible, I know it's obvious, but we forget sometimes when we get out of the habit. And I've been there, you know. I'll get my, I, every year I do a year-long Bible, read through the whole Bible in a, in a year kind of plan. And every year there's like a month where I get two weeks behind. Just every year it happens. I have a little lull. And I have to catch up. I have to go back and do like two a day for a couple weeks to catch up. But, and, and, and that's not the end of the world that that happens. You know, we get to those times. But, but creating those habits of really spending time at the source because that's where the water is the hottest or the coldest as it may be. Okay, when was the last time when we get in those dry places, when was, you know, those spiritual doldrums? When is the last time you cranked up some praise and worship music, you know, and just put everything else aside, not while you were doing homework or while you were even driving, although that's fine, but you know, when was the last time you just focused on the presence of God, again, outside of a church service? Because church service is great, but that's twice a week, right? You hear praise and worship Sunday morning, you hear praise and worship Wednesday night, you get a total of seven songs, and that's great, but that's not enough to really get us sustained for the course of the week. You know, one song a day, an average, is not really enough to get me all fired up. I don't know about y'all, but you know, when was the last time you just kind of shut your bedroom door and just listened to some praise and worship and focused on Jesus? And again, if you say, I don't know, really what to listen to. Again, I got you covered there. I got a Spotify playlist linked to you right there on the U version. If you, Spotify is free, you can download that app. Um, and that playlist has Carrie Job. It's got Planet Shakers. It's got Jesus Culture. It's got Chris Tomlin. It's got Elevation Worship. It's got Hillsong United and Hillsong and Hillsong Young and Free. All these crazy, awesome praise and worship albums. It's the newest one from each one of them. Uh, Elevation's about to come out with a new one in the next couple of weeks, I think. And so the Chris Tomlin one is brand new. And, and, and you recognize some of the songs we did forever. We did on Sunday morning that Amanda sings lead on. That's on the Carrie Job album. And Turn It Up that we've done on Sunday morning. Is Planet Shakers and Jesus Culture. We haven't done anything off of that yet, but Elevation Worship, Mighty Warrior that we've done, you know, that on Sunday mornings. These these come out of those. Young and Free has a live that we do all the time. And 
And so these albums are really good. Oceans comes off of that United album, Zion, that's on that playlist. And sometimes we just got to put ourselves away from everything else and crank up some praise and worship music, you know. What if those of you who drive on the morning, you know, or you have the opportunity to control the radio, what if instead of listening to Taylor Swift, Shake It Off, you put on some praise and worship music on the way to school? That might set your mind in the right place. It might set your emotions and your, your mentality starting off the right way, you know. Crank up something. The Planet Shakers want has a lots of great songs, great upbeat morning kind of stuff. Or maybe you prefer hip-hop. I got a hip-hop playlist on there for you. It's got the newest Lecrae. It's got the newest Trip Lee. It's got the newest uh, Andy Minio. And it's got the newest um, Propaganda albums, which are all really, really good hip-hop. If you want, if you like other kinds of music and you want me to find Christian playlists for those, I'll do that. That's a Chosen Generation Youth uh, Spotify account where I can create as many playlists as we want on there so that you guys can say, hey, I don't know who I'm looking for, but I know if I go to the Chosen Gen Spotify account, I can find some good stuff. So, you know, I, and again, if you like a different kind of music and you want me to find Christian versions of that stuff, I'll put a playlist together for that. Super easy to do. So, so I encourage you guys to get back to the source. You know, music is, is really powerful in the world. It sets our emotions. You know, I mean, our emotions can be so swayed by music. And, and so, you know, in the morning, man, you got to have something good on in the morning. You got to have some good music on in the morning or else your whole day can change. It can change the outlook of your whole day. When was the last time you just took some time to put away the distractions of the world and just focus on Jesus? For many of us, sadly, we only do that at camp. It's the only time of year that we put everything aside. We put all the, you know, we put the phone away, all that kind of stuff. But we got to do that more often than that. It can't be once a year. It can't be four nights a year. You know, and I, I have you guys use your phones for this, obviously, and that's fine. But sometimes you just got, you know, put your phone in another room, turn it off, whatever you got to do. And, and, and when you're trying to focus on Jesus, and that's why we have things like next week's thanks worship experience. Again, it's going to be something like you guys have never experienced. It's going to be a totally cool thing where we just focus on Jesus for an hour, and there's going to be stations you can stop at. Each one's going to cause you to reflect on a certain thing or a certain aspect, and it's going to be really cool. And we're going to just spend an hour focused on Jesus and nothing else, even more than what we do here. You know, we play games and we have fun here, and that's all well and good, but next week we're not going to do any of that. We're just going to focus on Jesus for an hour, and it's going to be really good for all of us spiritually. That's what the winter camp is all about coming up in a couple weeks. It's about one night, one overnight, where we don't have our phones. Trust me, those of you all know, we don't get cell phone reception at camp, or not very much. And, you know, we're going to put our phones away for a night, and we're just going to focus on Jesus, allow Kyle to bring a word that's going to be, or not Kyle, um, Mike, to bring a word that's going to be really awesome. Did that just break? Oh, okay. And, and we got, you know, we're going to get away from all the stuff, because that's what we have to do. We have to go back to the source. We have to keep going back to the source. We can't just go to the source one time and then we're good. You know, any of you guys ever uh, gone tubing on the river? Like gone to any river and gone tubing, whatever. Okay, well, if you go to a river, every river have a spring head, okay, which is where the river starts. Um, usually, you know, sometimes it's like a little lake area. But, but even in the lake, usually there's a specific spot you can, sometimes you can even dive down. Where I lived in Florida, there's one called Lithia Springs. You could go to the spring head, which is where the river started, where the water literally came out of the ground. Like that's where the river started. And, man, the water is so cold there. And it never changes. It's always good. And as you go down the river, it gets warmer because it's further from the source. And, but the closer you get to that source, man, the colder the water gets. And it's so cool because that's how 
Things work. The closer we are to the source, the more like the source we are. Earlier, I you know, showed you guys a little beginning of that illustration, that little video there about the bottle of water. I did that today at noon. I videoed that right here. It was right over there. Today at noon, I made that little video of the bottle of water. And I heard the, the cup of ice, and I poured some room temperature water in it. And for eight hours or so, it's been sitting here. It sat out most of the day. I put it in a box right before church. Anybody see any ice in that? No. Because for the last eight hours, that ice was surrounded by the lukewarm water, and it was away from the source. It was out of the ice machine. See, if I put this back in the ice machine, it would freeze again. It would refreeze because it's back at the source. And that's how our lives are. We have to get back to the source. We cannot expect to get filled up one time and then go out and live in a world full of lukewarm. In a world full of lukewarm, we cannot expect to stay cold or to stay like the source. Let's pray. Dear God, I pray for these students. God, I pray that you would, God, just bring us back to you. Give us opportunities. Help us to make time in our day to spend time with you and to be intentional about being close to you. God, no matter what you have, what situation you've put us in, what school we're in, what team we're on, what classes we're in, in every situation, we will not be able to live up to the fullness of what you have for us. God, if we don't get close to you and we don't seek after you. And so I pray that you would point out to us opportunities. God, remind us when we're in the car and we have control of the radio or whatever. When, we are, uh, when, we're, when, when we're at home and we have a, a free half hour or whatever. God, just remind us of the opportunity that we have in those moments to seek after you and to get to know you and to to spend time with you, to spend time close to the source of our salvation. We know that you are the source of our hope and you are the source of, of our power and our spiritual authority over situations, God. But when we're not close to you and we haven't been close to you in a while, God, you, we're not able to, to access that. And so I pray that you would continue to remind us, God, just day in and day out of our need for you and give us the opportunities and the times God, to dig in and to, to spend time with you and to, to get to know you better and to, to spend time in your word. God, to spend time in your presence just worshiping you. And Lord, allowing you to refill us and recharge us so that we can pour out into others and we can be what you have called us to be in every situation, God. God, I just pray that you would draw each of us closer to you tonight, Lord. Let us... Let us leave here with a new awe of you. Let us, let us take this word to heart, even me, God. Let it sink in. And, and, as, and, and as we go this week, let us not forget it. Let us be like Joshua, God, who, who wanted to continually stay in the tent because he knew that's where your presence was. God, let us be like Joshua because that's where he got the power. That's, where, that's the foundation of, of Jericho falling and of a people settling in the in, in Canaan, God, and, and all of that was after he spent time in your presence. God, let us be like Joshua. Let us seek after your presence, and let us not be willing to accept anything less than the real thing, God. God, we love you. We thank you. Today, we pray. Amen.